Seven episode seven. Um, this is your co-host Rokar Gina. Well, we welcome you to the show. Thank you to everybody that supported our back to school drive that we had recently in Brownsville, Brooklyn. Shout out to everybody that donated. Shout out to everybody that came out. Shout out to all the people that volunteered that day and that helped us out, of course. Shout out to everybody that follows on Instagram. That's at the Real World Ministries Inc. on Instagram. The Real World Ministries Inc. on Instagram. The Real World 7 on Facebook. www.facebook.com backslash the Real World 7. Or the Real World Ministries Inc. on Facebook. You can also catch us on the Brick Network every Tuesday and Thursday. Three times a day, twice a week. You can also catch us on... On the Real Word Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Pandora. I'm here with my co-host. Introduce yourself. You already know it's the one and only. A servant of the building. Add me on Instagram. A servant of A servant eleven and fame on eleven and me. Or at my business zero enterprise. And I'm here for the first time. I'm a designer. My name is Chiaka, and let's make it happen. He's the next Louis, new Louis, next yeah. Louis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, tell people more about yourself. How'd you get into designing? How'd you get into this field? And you got a very different style about you. So, tell the people a little bit more about yourself. Definitely. So, ever since young, I always loved to create. Um, and one thing was that, let's say, I'd be in class, for example. I'd be drawing on a desk or something, or just making little flip notes that you just flip through and have like little pictures on it. Mm-hmm. Like dudes running around, jumping, oh, shooting, like all that stuff. Times. Yeah, that was, I would make those like religiously in class. Mm-hmm. And it was like, the teacher would be like, oh, this kid is out here drawing guns and violence. You send him to the principal. Like, we don't, <laughs> like, what is wow. this? What is this? But, um, so I feel like a certain part of my development as an artist, I kind of stopped doing it because I felt like, oh, you know, every time I'm doing this or I express this kind of creativity, I feel like, you know, I shouldn't be doing it. They're mm-hmm. telling me I can't be doing this right now. I got to focus on this, don't focus on that. So for a, cer- a certain portion of my life, I knew I liked to draw, but then it faded. I started focusing a little more on school, you know, thinking about things about college. And then when I got wrapped up into that, and I really was thinking about what do you really want to do? Like from my heart and soul, what do I really desire or want to see with my life? And I would just think about those times when I was in the classroom younger, mm-hmm. just drawing on those flip notes, little sketch pad, little stuff like that. And that um, was exactly. So one thing I did was I'd wait for my college classes in this club room where mm-hmm. you know a lot of students would come, hang out, say what's up, what's up. And I was just like, yo, what if I just I just bought a pair of shoes and I just started painting on them. Like, I'm just going to do, you know, this looks fun. Mm-hmm. I haven't had a little fun like this in a while. Yeah. So dudes were just walking by and it was like, yo, how much do you charge? And then that's when something clicked in my head. And I was like, well, hold up. <laughs> my talent, man. Yo, this is, you know what? I could definitely take this in a certain direction if I really push nah, it. Of course. I mean... Anybody that know how to make art, you know, I think they have, if their mind is right, they could be a very successful businessman. Mm-hmm. 
For a fact. Because, I mean, right now, everybody loves art. Like, fashion is art, technically. Yeah. Art is life. For real. It shapes everywhere. Architecture, design, even just look at your hand. That also brings me to another idea, the fact that we were designed to create. Mm-hmm. You know, we're the only animal that is able to think in such a high caliber and be able to create the things that we want to make. Like, for example, dolphins are very smart, but they don't have appendages like us. True. You know, so I looked at that and I would think, you know, I got to take that and I got to live in this world and be what I'm supposed to be. And I know I got the art in here. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you already said it. The guy said, how about, how about you charge it? <laughs> so that was all the click the bastard for you. Like, yeah, I'm sticking to this. Hey, yeah. is it, it doesn't matter what anybody tell me after that. No, nah, for real, for real. So what's the furthest you want to take this? Like, how furthest? far? Yeah, like, how far do you plan to take this? Well, it depends. Because, for example, um, there was a time where I was in multiple different studios. Um, I would People would come in with their shoes, it's like, yo, you know, I have this idea, I wanted to get created. Mm-hmm. I would hang my art around, I was in this glass box, this glass box on the sidewalk. People would walk by and I would be painting and stuff, and I would just create for them what they wanted. But then, I feel like there's certain peaks where I would kind of plateau and I would need to hit another peak mm-hmm. to discover what I need for myself. So the first part was, boom, you can take your art. After a little while, I was doing it, I was doing it, I was creating logos for tons of people. Then I was like, is, is this really coming from me now? Because I'm still making everybody's ideas happen, you know. Business people will come to me, I need my logo created, I need this, I need that. That was more design. I wanted to, you know, the art to come from me. So that's where the next part started, where I would take less commissions and just focus on doing things I enjoy. For example, these pants, I created these and... I had a lot of work to do. Yeah, I had a lot of work to do before I created them. I was just like, you know, I got three logos over here. I got this, got that. I just like, I just need to get my mind a break, and I need to make something that I know that I'm gonna enjoy. So I made it, and you know, it was it was just like a little creative project. But then a couple of people start asking me, "Hey, how many of those do you have?" And that was the next thing that next light bulb. Being like, I don't have to always do something for somebody, I can create. And if your creation is is valid, people are gonna want it. And so that begins my next journey where I'm going to be creating just to create. And let's you say just wear a whole outfit of your drawing. Exactly, exactly. That's literally I think what like if I would suggest I would suggest you to wear like like design from head to toe just your image mm-hmm. and just wear multiple outfits and people gonna watch you so when they watch you they gonna know what you're wearing then when they realize it's yours they gonna want it for a fact and when the more people you got wearing your stuff mm-hmm. you know you ever your brand builds mm-hmm. you ever heard of that brand called Evizu? Evizu? yeah Evizu. it's like an older brand mm-hmm. but it was japanese denim like hard denim like the hard oh. stiff denim um what they used to do is they used to paint the back pockets of the pants and sometimes the entire pants from from down to the other side would be like a big M. It look like a seagull. Oh, yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. Oh. And it will be like from the leg all the way up. Yeah, the back all the way. Face, yeah, right? I, I know what that. Yeah. yeah, I remember right. one of those at one point when yeah. I was a kid. They yeah, were a big thing for a while. I would see them everywhere. Yeah, you yeah. mean when, when we was younger, everybody had them. At one point, it was like a true ninja era for those pants. Yeah, yeah. They didn't. They were called Evizu the denim, and they I also had a name, but I knew exactly how they looked like for sure. Yeah, Facts. and they had red monkeys, where it's like they stitched the whole picture in the back of the pants. Oh shoot! So it was like those were staples in the culture because it was different from things that came before mm-hmm. and certain celebrities would wear it and then they would jump it off usually mm-hmm. they just give the celebrities free clothes to wear because it's like promotion for them you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah. so it's like they would pay influencers like even now like mm-hmm. some companies That's reach a strategy. out strategy yeah mm-hmm. sure. some companies reach out to me sometimes and they and they would like offer you certain things or they give you certain things. Oh, nice. Just like this shirt. I got this shirt for free. That's fine. So so it's like, you know, 
I think, especially if you got the right people pushing behind you, I think you can get far. Like, it, it all boils down, like, networking, who you know, like, who will put you in position, how you advertising, how you moving the business. Because you got to think of the marketing aspect of it, too. Because mm-hmm. yeah, you could create great art. If no one gets to see it, then it's like... Yeah, that's yeah. a fact. You got to put yeah. it out there for people to see. That's very true. Yeah, like, Instagram, Facebook, and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's better if you, like, post on all platforms. Whatever platform you can, they, they let you post. Just build that spider web. Yeah, 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 yeah. like, don't web. just stick to one platform. Make sure you're on everything, honestly. Mm-hmm. You gotta be everywhere. Definitely. But nah, that's real, because, like, if you just do that part, and then let's say you got pe- other people to wear your clothes because I mean sometimes if you're starting from ground up you might want to just give somebody something just to wear mm-hmm. so then they like it then that person will be like yeah I got it for them then you know mm-hmm. people come to you and buy more for real. you know that that idea worked too mm-hmm. that idea worked too but what you think about um like the solid clothes compared to you know other artists making it like the underground. Um, for the most part, most designer clothes, they're they're not really marketed for us. Not really. Like for example, Louis Vuitton, that kind of stuff is real popular. Everybody <laughs> loves the Louis. It's mad expensive, but that's not really something that is for us. Like it's for example the price, and it's it's not representing something i mean the people in the lower class always looking at the high up. yeah everyone's always looking at the high up but i feel like top tier. i could see that i could see that but i feel like that also creates an opportunity for me to create something on my own that is different and it's to branch away from the constant normal things that you see like the louis you want to have the louis you want to have the dior you want to have the so what do you think about Dior? Like you think Dior basic? What do, what do you think? Dior, I feel like all of those brands, you know, they have a creative team behind them. And I'm sure, I feel like brands are the best in the beginning. When you have those couple of dudes who like, yo, we about to make some fire happen. And they start building and building and building. But after a while, it comes to a point where it's like there's a new audience. Yeah, it's like oh nah, we don't even do that. Where we hire these dudes to just do you know, a little something, something, throw it out there, put the name on that. Yeah, because after the name already gets you know hot, they just be like, yo, they gonna buy it because they're already into it. So like we could, we just could throw them whatever we For want real. to throw them. For yeah. real. A couple brands be doing that. I'm not gonna front. Jordan, recycle the same stuff. Oh, yeah. Jordan is the. Yeah. It's like out of every brand, it's like people are just like, yo, bro, Jordan's never gave you a new pair of shoes. Bro. They will release, they will change one color and then give it a cool name and they'll be like, yo, yeah. this is, this is fire. That, they, they probably are like, so most most of the Jordan sneakers, people don't really wear Jordan's after probably like Jordan 15. Mm. So like, from Jordan 15 to what, Jordan 34 now? Oh, this, that's 35. a lot. Nah, that's a lot of Jordan, yeah. but nobody wears all the ones. Everybody yeah. loves ones. Yeah, everybody well, loves one ones through fourteen. Yeah. So from those numbers... The 17's not bad. Yeah, I wouldn't wear those. <laughs> 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 the only Jordan's I wear is ones, fours, elevens, fives depend. What about fourteens? Fourteens, no. Thirteens? No. Twelves? Maybe. No, I like the twelves. Twelves are fire. Make the that's the I best would wear, but I would want to wear the um, Chicago Bulls clothes, the mm-hmm. black and red one. That would be the one I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah those are those are staple. Yeah, like Classic. those are the ones I wear. But I wouldn't wear every twelve though. But I'm basically saying like, it's and so what about the white and blue ones? White and blue. Yeah. Nah, I wear those, but yeah, those nice type too. I wouldn't wear everywhere because you know people like to step on your feet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those yeah. are you spray. After that, white white shoes. Yeah, bro. That's why I don't like. This is a lot of white sneakers I would like, but I wouldn't get them because I'm like, yo, this is about to be thirty mad quick. So I would feel like I'm wasting money, you know? Because if you get another color, you don't really gotta put in mad work. Because honestly, I don't want to be cleaning the sneaker every day. Yeah, like, for real. Every time yeah. I wear it, I some people clean. do it. Some people. If do I it, gotta bro. do that, that means like, yeah, I don't want it. Yeah, for real. It's not. It's not effective. Yeah, I don't want it. I'd rather shoot like I don't really got to clean it every time I wear. 
That's why I don't really like the way white sneakers really really come to that. But that's also some of the beauty of art itself. And that there's so many different designs. Like he just named and you're like, yo, I like that. You're like, nah, that's not for me. It's like, yeah. that's the beautiful part about artwork and how, you know, we it touches all, all of us differently. Yeah, we all got our own styles. I mean, we got the similar styles we like, but we still have our differences here. But Jordan recycled all the damn time, but people still pay that high price. And right now, Jordan is like, Jordan is like, can't boost it up too expensive. Because I think like yeah. the sneaker marketing game right now, they, sellers. they rigging people. They finesse <laughs> That's for what they do. Once was like what? Like 160? Once is like 160, 140. It used to be like 160 and stuff. Well, it used to be $100. Yeah, it used to be 100 I remember it was like yeah. $95. But now, every time ones drop, they be talking about $400, $500. I'm <laughs> like, bro, bro. Yeah. you might as well take me to the designer store. Cause they, they, I'm they not like, how far can I milk this? Get a little bit more out Jordan, come on. You've been coming out with the same basic thing all the time and now you want to tax people. Like you, all the, all those sneakers from 1 to the 14s, you probably done dropped them sneakers since you was since, as a Chicago bull. For since like, I was a kid. Yeah. And they've been reselling them. Like all they do is just resell the same sneaker every two, three years. Mm -hmm. Literally. But you, hey, like they be like, yo, they gonna keep wearing it. He's like, y'all complain, but y'all still buy it. Yeah, <laughs> they they found their effective formula. They just gonna repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat until yeah. But most people don't wear Jordans because they're my Jordan. Those they just buying it because the name and it's popular. Exactly. And then you get compliments. Exactly. Like you could literally take something that most people would call garbage or trash. You slap a name on it. Boom, bro, this is Louis. But everybody got to be talking about it. It can't just be one person talking about it. You you, you put a, something, anything on Kanye and then say it's Louis, no matter how it looked, they're like, yo, that's anything, fire. Anything, that's fire. Anything Kanye <laughs> way at this point, everybody behind it. Because, come on now, there's so many shoes that he made. Mm -hmm. I think they don't really look good, but hey, they be like, yo, it's Yeezys. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And right now, Yeezy's jumped over Jumpman. So anything Kanye wear right now, the public is buying. Like, mm -hmm. come on, man. we already know how we already know how this whole art culture is based off. It's yeah. really based off what the celebrities wear. Mm -hmm. Whatever where they wear, you know, you at the lower level, you do whatever it takes to look just like them. Yeah, that's the power of influence. Speaking of art and culture, recently. Jay-Z and Beyonce, they did a photo shoot, um, I think it was for Tiffany's, yeah, for Tiffany's, and they posed in front of the, the, the a Basquiat painting, mm. but they, a lot of people was feeling away because the diamond that they had from Tiffany was stolen, they said, so they felt like the white people stole the diamond from Africa. Wow, and now oh, the they, blood diamonds. Yeah, the blood oh, diamond, basically. Man. Now Beyonce and Jay-Z in the video. In some hot water. Yeah, so what you guys think about that? I feel about that. From their perspective, they're like, we're at this certain point. This is another project that we have to do to influence the culture. Yeah. To to push these people. We're gonna put this brand on us because black people spend a lot of money. Yeah. And they're influencers. They have the power of influence. That's they're the looking reason at, why the rappers is rich right now. Cause, exactly. Because the people in the projects, you know, basically section A, they like, hey, yeah, made us famous. Yeah, literally. And, yeah. you know, the power of influence, that's what pushed them to do that. Um, I feel like the, the whole blood diamond thing, there's so much wrong in many places of the world. In many areas of the world, especially when it comes to forming, you know, cultivating natural resources or things that are pretty and expensive. I feel like if we really want to get upset about that, it's a point where are you mad about it or are you going to do something different? Are you going to continue to spend all your money on Louis Vuitton and Dior and all these guys who don't care about you? Are you going to support a black designer, you know, at the end of the day? I mean, you do have a point, Chris. So what about the black designers that did end up working for these big fashion houses like mm. Virgil, 
And um Red Lotus. Well what's the other guy name? Um 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 uh, the Fear of God sneakers? No. The you other guy. Guys, right? The guy that worked for Gucci now. Oh. That used to make the other Gucci, his custom Gucci. Dapper Dan. Oh yeah. <laughs> first they they were after him at first. Yeah, he was making, copyright. Yeah, he was making some cool stuff, and they were just like, "Yo, man, we got <laughs> you, you, yo, you. shut this down. It's how far is in hours? It's like <laughs> they gonna hit you with that lawsuit. They like copyrights, and bro. they hired him. You could tell yeah, after a while they like, nah, he he got skill, and you could tell which which shoes he's he's designing. Like you could tell, mm-hmm. just same thing with Louis and Gucci. Mm-hmm. Like now, now we see the big bolder G's on the Gucci clothes look like you know what I'm talking about it's, it's, it's bigger wider yeah. and like the style is almost like it's like an old style mixed with a new style now mm-hmm. but I think yeah. Gucci needed that though you know you can't just keep it old and regular yeah you know y'all still gonna make y'all money but hey put a little bit more design on that thing you feel me mm-hmm. just like Bluey on Off-White like the what Pop Smoke was wearing that Virgil was giving to him yeah, but then, but then now they talk about Virgil's also doing things to impact the culture negatively. Like he designed mm. the, the dress that Kid Cudi wore. Mm. I mean, we all know Virgil is on the other side, but you know, I feel about that. You know, that's his life. He get to do whatever he want with his life. Mm. I mean, there's a lot of ways to look at it. Like you could look at it. Yeah, from like the standpoint of, because after a while, mm-hmm. he's like separated from mainstream black culture. In a way. I don't think he is from mainstream. I don't think because because he's at a certain level in his career. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think he's for black people. He's more some people the just thing, for money. The thing about black and white, this is really what I feel about black and white. I don't think it's really mainly about co- complexion. I think it's more about how you move. Yes. Cause more of a social thing? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. more of like a social thing. Because, come on now, true. like, if a, if a person didn't grow up in the hood, and if, let's say, if a black, you know, a black person grew up, now they grew up in the hood, they grew up with being white, what do you think he's going to act like? Yeah, for real. He's going to act like that. And, yeah, you know, the whites might not fully accept him, but they'll feel more comfortable. Like, they're not going to call them theirs, mm-hmm. but they'll st- they'll be more comfortable accepting them because of the vibe and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's more like a social thing, really. That's true. That's true. For me, I feel like no matter who I interact with, you know, I try to treat them as their own case. You know, this is a, another being in front of me. I'm going to treat them with respect, you know, and if it's given back to me, that's what's up. You know, but I do like to, um, for the most part, like, for example, I hang out with a lot of different people, yeah. you know, white people, Asian people, Hispanic people, anybody, and we form like a group, and we meet every Friday, and we yeah. skate, we have fun, it's a good time, and I like things like that, where it's very inclusive, and people that you never met, like, I have a friend, he's a good friend of mine, his name is John, yeah. he's like his dude, he's, like, he's 50 years old, white guy. Like that, you never imagined that I would be friends with. But I met him. Through, I met him through skating, and we were just chilling one day. We were in the car, and he was just like, "Yo, isn't it crazy that I'm so white and like we're like best of friends?" Like, <laughs> it was hilarious. So it's like things like that, you know, that gives me hope for the state of the world in general. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes what we try to do is, you know, like. Oh, if that's not, it's this white guy or some white people. Like, oh, these black guys, you know, we're not going to be a part of that. You know, we're going to support this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. You want to say black and white is trigger words? You think it's a trigger word? You want to say it's a trigger word at times? Because let's be honest. If for other profession call you black, it probably probably will trigger you. Uh, If like a white dude is like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, look at this black dude. I mean, it it definitely depends on the context. Yeah, but we all yeah. know you wouldn't. Your first impression wouldn't really be good. Yeah, that's Cause, true. Because you like your first impression. You already know what the stereotype is and everything. So it's like, damn, you can't call me by my name. Yeah, that's for the, real. That's the that's first true. thing you call me. Because come on, if if somebody come approach you, that's the first thing. If a white guy came approach you, that's the first thing they approach you as. You're not really gonna like it. 
Yeah, that's true. You, you would you like it? Cause I know I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'd rather him first call me by name, like. <laughs> well, fact, and that's how you. I feel like that's how you build the good bonds. You just yeah. address people as people, treat them as people, no matter who they are, where they're from, and respect them. And that is where you start to break certain boundaries and you form connections that maybe even if that dude was a little bit prejudiced, he'd be thinking his mind, yo, you know, that one dude is mad cool. Like, maybe I should change the way I'm thinking. Maybe I should change the way I'm moving. Yeah, you know, you could influence them. Yeah. Exactly. You can't influence all, but you could influence a few. Exactly. All you can do is be you at the end of the day. For real. <laughs> you know? That's what I'm saying. It's, you know, sometimes, you know, it's better if we just be calm. Facts. <laughs> right. For real. Because if we come more calm, things will be more cool. Facts. Like sometimes, because certain things, they are very triggering, you know, and triggering things can at times cause rash behavior that sometimes you may regret. So every time, you know, even if I have a situation that's really triggering for me, or really puts me in a certain state, I just gotta, I always try to tell myself, yo, calm down and think about the future. Yeah. Think about what you're building. Think about all the possibilities that are there for you. And then, how much is this worth when I put those? Yeah, you know? for me, when, I, when it comes to things like that, I look at it like this, right? I know drama mess with, drama always gonna mess with your money. Mm. And that's a fact. It, it probably is like a ticking bomb. Mm. Not for real. It might not start first, but later on it could just affect your money. So me, like, when it comes to situations like that, when I was younger, you know, I was more, but now, you know, I grew up, so I understand about, I understand how life works, so, you know, like, most times, I just be like, it ain't worth it, because, like, especially when you know what stage of life you at, mm-hmm. and you doing good, like, you already know, like, if you start entertaining all those type of things, like, all it's going to do is mess with your money and like, For do real? you really want to be back at square one? <laughs> <laughs> and I be thinking, I'm like, nah, because I know I don't even have to. Mm-hmm. Like, all I have to do is just focus on my success mm-hmm. and just keep focus on that. Don't let it, don't let things distract you. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, sometimes things, you get, you you do get hit with certain things and your obstacle to try to throw you off. That's that's a fact. Your, your goals and what you got want to achieve in life. So that's those are the things where you know we gotta focus on. Mm. You started the No, we're on the air now. You started already? I didn't even know you guys were here. Yeah, <laughs> we on the air right now. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You know what I'm saying, man? Yeah. So yeah, that's how we deal with situations like that. Yeah, like mm-hmm. it's way better to just worry about your success, cause you know success, success is the best revenge mm-hmm. for a lot of situations you're dealing with in life. Mm-hmm. Cause once you're able to overcome all those things, you know that shows how strong of the individual you are. For real. And sometimes when you're striving for success, you know, some a lot of people they can tend to even beat themselves up at a certain point. You know, it's always good also to take a step back, maybe look at the plan you had before and revise it. You know, when it comes to being successful, yeah. that's one thing I definitely had to do. I think I'm going through that right now. Yeah, for real. Like, cause I'm I'm just thinking I want to be a successful artist. You know, what do artists do? Create artwork. Yes. So I've been doing tons of work for tons of people, you know, but that didn't give me the fulfillment that I was looking for as an artist because as an artist I wanted to create my own art and share it with the world. Yeah, I feel you. I feel that part because, you know, like, for me I would say, like, you know, before, like, give it to the world and all, but right now, like, I'm just focused like on trying to build my brand and make sure it's successful. That's what mm. I'm for right now. So mm. that's mm. my main focus because like I already accomplished a few things. So that's what's up. Like after you accomplish it, like do I really want to accomplish the same thing over and over again? 
Nah, we're doing new things. Like, you know, let, let's set the ball let's higher. See what's going on. <laughs> yeah, like, right now, set the ball higher. I'm like, yo. I mean, I already said it the ball high before I accomplished that, so mm-hmm. why go for the same thing over and over? Mm-hmm. Make it bigger. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's really my goal right now. So, I mean, I believe my business is going to be successful because mm-hmm. I'm putting the word to make sure it's successful. As you should. As you told about success, that goes back to how you and I met each other. Mm-hmm. Um, you were saying, yo, every time I see you, like, you always dress professionally. It's like, yeah. what exactly it is that you do. So, do you feel like success has a certain look to it? I would definitely say, um, when I seen you, I saw the way you dressed yourself and was consistent, I saw a discipline behind it. Mm-hmm. So that's how I knew, I was like, ah, he's doing something different, this guy got coming out like, oh, I'm like, damn, ah, my son. <laughs> <laughs> Consistently, you know, there was a discipline behind it, and I had to respect that. That's why, you know, I was curious. That's why I'm here now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Facts, and it's funny how everything works. Because speaking of that, like, I was thinking about it today. Like, you know, like I've when I was young, my parents instilled in me that people judge you a lot based on what you, the way you carry yourself. Mm -hmm. But since my parents, like. My my parents are Haitian. I'm Haitian, so like, and I grew up in the church, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so your first, you know, when when you grow up in the church, every year you don't get a fresh outfit for school. You get a fresh suit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so like, so like, you get that one suit every year when you grow up Haitian. So like. You end up having more dress up clothes than like regular clothes. Yo, oh, wow. <laughs> I won't put that did have more dress up clothes than regular. Yeah, so like and in elementary school I remember one day I'm like, yo, I'm gonna start wearing all of my church clothes to school. Like I'm gonna see what happens. So I started doing that. They started calling me church boy. Like, yo, oh, shit. Church boy. yo, church boy, why you wear a suit all the time? Church like, boy got the drip now. <laughs> yo. And I was like, yo, that's just how I dress, alright? And they was like, alright, you got it. So I was like, alright. So, so after that I went to junior high. Like when I went to junior high, that's when the ones that came out. And I'm like, yo, all those look like it's some expensive uptown because at the time Uptown's like $70, yeah. and then um, ones was, was like 100 120 the most. Look how town passed by. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I remember that, and then when, when I got into high school, that's when I started moving into, like, the designer. But at that time, everybody was wearing more hip-hop designer, like Rockaware, mm-hmm. Academics, mm-hmm. Um, then King True Religion, yeah. and then yeah, King... Used to be the yeah. But then I started getting drip, but then I knew that... For me to get drip, like, I would have to, like, get money. Mm-hmm. And I knew, like, I couldn't just... Because at the time, my first job out of high school, I believe, was McDonald's. I think yep, McDonald's was my first job. McDonald's and Canarsie, matter of fact. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the floors. So my first job was McDonald's. And then I was like, yo, I'm only making 150 120 a week. Like, the sneakers is like 150 Well, I'm going to get one sneaker every <laughs> week. Like, like sneakers, <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, you had to, for- like, I had to formulate a plot. I had to come up with a plan. And then I knew, like, what I wanted to wear. My parents couldn't afford it to me because they obviously had bills and they had other stuff they had to take care of. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I had to go. And find a way for myself. Like at the, I think at the age of fifteen or fourteen was the last time my parents took me school shopping. From I think fourteen, fifteen, and up, I've been buying my own stuff mm. till now. Mm-hmm. So it's like that was the discipline that they put in me. Like you mm-hmm. know, my father was like, "Yo, if you're gonna wear a suit, make sure it's tailored." He, he used to bring me to the African tailors by Flatbush. You know, we used to get the suits. Everybody know Portobello at the plug, <laughs> you know, and then, you know, slowly you graduated, you moved up into different brands, into different things, you know, and then you just apply those same principles at other places. Like, we saw my school earlier with you guys, same thing, like, to finish college, you need to have discipline. It's not like you in school and you got truancy chasing you down, trying to bring you back to yeah. class yeah. and stuff like that, or your parents telling you. Go to class, go to school. Like, nah, if you mess up in school, then 
life is gonna be a little bit harder. <laughs> Yeah, like the one thing about school is you always got something to fall back on, always, you know, like I make a lot of different entrepreneurial moves, but I, I can't say I don't have the backing of school and education because I do, mm. like that's something that I made sure the, that... The safety net. Yeah, like even when I was, even when at that time I felt like, yeah, I'm getting money, like I'm making a lot of money at this time, mm. I knew that if I was to have a family, if I was to have kids, if I was to have bigger bills, like... All this is affording me is just clothes, you know, clothes mm. going out, maybe a car, but you know, you always gotta level up. And when you got, mm. and when you're responsible for other people, then you know, you know, you gotta level up even more. Mm -hmm. And you know, I I guess that's where that envy and hate come from. Because I was listening to um, a podcast the other day. It was say cheese, matter of fact. It was two guys, uh, Mo3, he's a rapper, right? Mm -hmm. Mo3's a rapper, he got killed on the freeway. Mm -hmm. Some people say it was over a girl. And there was another rapper, um, I forget the other guy's name. But the other guy was saying basically like, yo, this guy dissed me for three years, this guy's mad at me. I, I never did nothing to this guy. Like, why he upset? Mm -hmm. He was like, they saying I can't rap. I can't. Mm -hmm. He was like, I just started rapping like a year ago. But look, I mean, I'm making money off rap. Like, I'm, I'm selling out shows, I'm signed to a label now, mm -hmm. and people are mad, like, probably their whole life, they went to talent shows, they practiced, they put mm. their heart in everything, and they didn't make it, and like, wow, this guy made it. Mm. Mm. I, I feel like one thing, people um, need to stop watching people too much. For real, if failure breeds envy when they don't get back up and yeah. revise their plan. Exactly. The only person I feel like... I was ever feeling good about being comp competitive against was myself. Yeah. And you gotta get better. It's about building you, the character that you aspire to be. So, yeah. I noticed, you know, when it comes to watching other people, you gotta stay to yourself. You can take advice if somebody's, you know, more successful than you and learn from them. My advice for those that, when somebody watch you a little too much, Distance it. <laughs> it's that simple because yeah. that's like a red flag. Like, why, yeah. you, why are you watching me so much? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, for me, like, the way I grew up and all that, like, I came from a household that was mad humble and stuff. So, like, watching other people, that was not really what I was trying to do. I was trying to get things done on my own because. Mama and daddy wasn't giving me the right to do stuff, so mm -hmm. I wouldn't say like some of the things I wanted to do or want. It was, it was because I grew up in a, I would say Christian household, just a bit. So, you know, they had a little Christian rules and all, so I had to get things on my own. So, from that point, I wasn't really watching you know other people because i don't know if i'm watching you too much then it's like i ain't getting nothing done mm -hmm. that's uh, one thing i knew about people just other people watching people too much mm -hmm. like because you're not getting nothing done bro it's like you focus on this when all that time you could have utilized of reading a book or you know trying to figure out how you're going to make it to the next level or facts because like every day like we're supposed to try to better ourselves we look at the situation we in now and we got like, yo, three months, I don't want to be in this situation no more. Mm -hmm. I want to be doing way better than I was right now. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it took me a while to really learn that. You know, it took me a life lesson mm -hmm. that hit me real hard. But I enjoyed that life lesson, though. Because mm -hmm. that was the best life lesson ever to me. That's why I named my business Zero Enterprise. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, bro. Like when I had zero, I said they like, yo, I gotta change. If I don't, <laughs> I'm gonna be right back here again. <laughs> so I had to switch it up, mm -hmm. and I made sure, like, from that, I learned that you know, you know, all these people keep telling you that yo, you supposed to only have if you have a plan A, just stick with it. You're gonna be successful, bro. You don't know what tomorrow, you don't know what tomorrow comes with, yeah. so it's always good to have multiple, multiple, multiple backups just in case, because, I mean, we're, the best example to use is most people in New York City got two jobs, what do you yeah. hear, who do you hear right now got one job in New York City, most people, and, and could live mm -hmm. decent or For good real. enough, mm -hmm. you can't. 
Why? Because you need multiple. Yeah. Like prices is rising. So what what do you mean one is gonna last you? Like we've been past that time mm-hmm. where one job is doing you great. Mm-hmm. That probably was when Jordan's was like what seventy dollars or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Not no more. So clearly you need other ideas. Unless you get a very great great job, and most of those great jobs, what you gotta go to school for it. You probably gotta have. Bachelors probably don't get you that type of job, mm-hmm. but a master's would though, because mm-hmm. the, the bachelors, I think that's just like the bare minimum right now. Mm-hmm. Just for you to just—that's very true. Have something to do, because I think you have to have a master's to really where you be like yo, I don't really need to have two jobs. Yeah, you can have it because you know it's beneficial if you're trying to have a way bigger, bigger picture. But you know. You do need a master's right now, so that's why I'm, that's why I always tell people like, don't be listening to these people when they tell you just stick to plan A and you're gonna solve it. I give you multiple examples so I know you need a, a few plans. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Revise that plan as needed. Exactly, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you a question now. Um, you grew up in Brooklyn. Yes. So, what kept you away from certain things in Brooklyn? Like, what got you into art, skateboarding, you know and those was? things instead of the streets? All the credit goes to my mom. Mm-hmm. She had me at a young age. She mm-hmm. was like 19. And she lived in Brownsville mm-hmm. in the projects. She, took she, you she was like, nah, like, no matter what, you know, she had an older brother. She was like, I, I can't raise him here if he's going to be good in the mind. So, she took me out because, you know, she want me around bad influences yeah. and I kind of just developed on my own kind of you know on my own mm-hmm. from like ages I guess from like until I was like like 14 mm-hmm. I would you know go outside and when I would go outside it wouldn't be to really socialize it would be to I would skate a lot you know I would try to learn tricks learn and that's what I feel like also instilled the discipline to continue to make mistake and get up from it and try to do better mm-hmm. like, learn how to do this creative skill because of course you know I'm naturally I guess I feel like I was naturally alright at art but then there comes that natural talent and then there comes that hitting it on that grindstone uh, every day you know grinding it out making sure that you have that skill you know, improving on it mm-hmm. so I feel like it's definitely that's the biggest influence on that for yeah, sure. Right. So your mom. Yeah. The, the environment you live on, it's like the environment you live on has a big impact on how your kids will turn out. For real. The environment one, and if the environment with the friends match, is like, woohoo, mm-hmm. <laughs> a little toxic. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's like if you have the environment where you just ended up going with the type of people that don't fit that environment, they be like, yeah, you lucky. Because, mm-hmm. you know, some people be lucky, but it all depends. But you're definitely right, though. It all really depends on your mom really did good. She like, nah, I can't raise you in Brazil because it's like, what, 99.9999 that you don't end up turning into a hood. Matter of fact, it's 99.99 chance you ended up turning into a hood. So she said, Yeah, I'm taking you out. She's like, You're not about to be put posted up on a block. I come, I come in the crib and I see, see you right in front of my doorstep. <laughs> So let me ask y'all a question. If y'all could obtain one goal before the end of the year, what would it be? What would it be? I want to be, I want to have a, a, a match level of happiness and then difficulty with what I'm pursuing in life. I feel like those go together because they make you better consistently over time. Because mm. I don't want to be just completely happy with something because then that's where the allure fades. It's that level of difficulty with anything that makes it challenging and keeps you learning and keeps you improving. So yeah. that's what my goal is. For me, my goal, my goal right now is since I'm, I'm finishing on building the brand, I say, wait, by December? Yeah, before the end of the year. Yeah, by December. I, my main goal is like to create, you know, I'm not going to give a number because... I'm just not, I just keep that personal. 
But the goal is for my business to make some revenue, I'll just say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like stop building some revenue. That's really what I say. Because mm-hmm. anybody gives a number on here. Go make it happen, all of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every day, wake up, even those days you feel like, just oh, God, God, bro. Gotta do what you gotta do. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. But yeah, that's my goal. Because that's really what I'm focused on right now. Mm-hmm. Trying to make the blessing flow up. Because I already feel like I accomplished a few things this year. It's starting to be old news to me now. Mm. Mm. So like, now I got new motivations. Mm-hmm. Me before the end, before the year is done with me, like I wanna, of course, one, I wanna help my church finally close on a building. Mm. So you know, I wanna fix a lot of things in my personal life, get my life in order. I ain't gonna hold you. Two, me. Well, three. Three, I would like to also. Are we doing three? No, nah, I'm. I'm just giving a list of he things said, that I, I, got, I got. a list. He said, I'm making it happen. He said, it was just one. Yeah, yeah. It happen. For the company, of course, I want more funding. I'm still working on finding funders, finding investors. You know, um, I'm in a couple pitch challenges where, like, I pitched a company to investors. So that's something I've been doing for a lot. You know, a lot of people don't know about that. Right. Um. <clears throat> I like to get my license, um, so I could be a licensed social worker before the end of this year. Mm. So that way, you know, I'll get closer to getting my clinician's license, so I could open up my own private practice. Um, it's a couple things I want to do, you know. Um, probably pay off some uh, some some debt, obviously, like everybody else. <laughs> you know, stack, yes, and stack a good amount of money and get a good returns on all my investments, you know. I'll close out the year good, you know. Maybe bring out another Rolls Royce at the end of this year. This is why. Yeah. Oh, I had one more thing. Like, yeah, you know, I'm trying to make like merchandise too. Like, like I want to create clothes, pants. Cause honestly, I think I could make that. I could think. I think I could make that happen. Mm-hmm. I could step my foot into the clothing industry mm-hmm. and do it. I mean, I had a few people that told me I should. You know, that's hyping me up to do it. Cause you be like, yo, you already drip, so you might as well mm-hmm. start making your own merch. And I'm like, that don't sound like a bad idea. Cause I mean, I could just, you know, turn the business into. Cause I'm not trying to make my business. Uh, limited. I want to be able to sell mad things. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not clothes, electronics, and everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I want to empire basically. I'm gonna just be tagging the logo. Everything I put. Hey. <laughs> That's what's up. That's Everything what's I put, up. just tag it away. Like this, who you got it from? And then one day eventually put on the chain, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's definitely gonna come with a chain, but oh shit. You know, that's going to be some TP. I'm going to just work to see if I could achieve that quicker. I mean, sometimes you don't got to go too fast because you got to do slow and steady. Like, Nah, I'm be steady because, I mean, I know this business aspect is kind of new. Mm-hmm. Well, like as an official under... The government with taxes and all that, so yeah, it's new with it with me. But the thing about me, like I always learn from my. I don't look at my L's as bad. I just look at them like, alright, now I know what to do for next time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I don't never look at my L's as bad. I think I be more humble. I love my L's more than my W's, cause my W's is like I ain't really winning. Them. I'm just lit. Mm-hmm. But my W's, that's when I learned I what could I adjust. So that L I had, I won't it won't be on repeat. Mm-hmm. So I enjoy the L's way more. Mm-hmm. That's why when they come to me, I just be like, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thanks. So what's some valuable lessons that you've learned in life? Valuable lessons? Yeah. Like, I guess to elaborate on what he said, you know, you can never live a life without mistakes it's just taking those mistakes and learning from it and changing your approach i feel like that's a lesson that's recurrent forever onwards no matter what situation you're in you know you're always going to change circumstances going to change the world's going to change it's about taking those 
And you gotta adapt. Yeah, that's that's, that's really the that's really one of the key words of being to be successful. You gotta know how to adapt. For real. Cause times gonna change and we all we was talking about it. People was wearing these type of jeans back then. We don't even see those yeah, jeans though. For real. You know? So you gotta basically if you know how to adapt, I think it doesn't matter what environment you're in, you're gonna be successful. Mm-hmm. You might not be at, you know, maybe this environment you was here, and the other environment you're not up there. But you know, you're able to adapt. So you know, you, some people adapt different. Some people take more time. Some people, it all depends on the mind. Mm-hmm, for real. And another lesson I feel like is important is like, um, even if you feel like something is gonna look silly or People are gonna think that is whack or like it's people gonna clown you. Man, do whatever you need to do. Yeah, because it's at the end of the for you. Yeah, yeah. it's you know, everybody, you know, nobody wants to fail. Oh, you man. know, nobody wants to look stupid. But you have to you gotta get your feet wet. You, know, yeah. you gotta, you gotta, you gotta take get some in else, it. You man. gotta get in it, yeah. 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 <laughs> some people some people can't so it's like this, you gotta if you if you could if you could be able to swing a punch, you gotta be able to take a punch. And some people when they get mm-hmm. hit, they be like, Oh, oh shit. Nah, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, they drop it. That's they like don't wanna boxing. do it no more. <laughs> you can knock somebody out, but until you be some that right opponent and then they come and hit you, it's like now nah, what you gonna do? Yeah. Mike Tyson used to say that, he said everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth, then you don't know what to do. Exactly, so that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying, like some people don't know what to do when they get punched in the mouth, then they be like, oh stop, oh stop, mm-hmm. I ain't got no other plan. <laughs> yeah. One thing I've learned from, you know, my lessons of, of success uh, along with my losses is one thing you always got to do is try to stay as consistent as as possible, mm-hmm. you know, it's back to what you were saying about mm-hmm. being consistent, being disciplined, mm-hmm. like, you know, always being a genuine person and, and a friend, you know, not mm-hmm. switching up, mm-hmm. like, those are things that a lot of people find hard mm-hmm. to do nowadays, so, like, that's one of the things that I've always learned, even when it comes to business, mm-hmm. be consistent, same thing with church, try to always be consistent, like, I was a youth leader in church for since 2015, you know, wow. seven years. So, you know, the consistency. And this is my last year, and I can't say that I've been as consistent this last year as I was um, other years, but, hey. It's all right. COVID, COVID, COVID kills a lot of things, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's what it is. But we ain't been in church, so how are you going to be able to, you know, always interact with the youth every week, yeah. every weekend? <laughs> I mean, there's ways you can try, I guess. But even with the company, you know, like we got we consistently doing the show, we consistently helping people, mm-hmm. and even now people seeing it, they're like, "Wow, y'all still out there helping people even between all of that." Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that's not willing to do it themselves, that's but right. even when they get when they see people doing it, they're like, "All right, that could spark a little change in them." They're like, "All right, one day I'm gonna do that eventually," mm-hmm. you know, because we all need positive things to see. And through every loss, like, you do learn a lesson through it. Mm-hmm. And most likely, like, if you take that lesson and you apply it and you share it with other people, that's why I said a smart man learns from his mistakes, a wise man learns from the mistakes of others. Mm-hmm. So you could take the, the losses of other people and turn it into a lesson, too. Mm-hmm. You know, pay attention to the signs. That's a fact. That's one of the ways I look at it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's definitely a fact. It's just not your losses you could look at. You could look at others' losses too, mm-hmm. and learning like, hmm, I know when I go through this situation, I shouldn't do this. <laughs> For real. Yeah, it helps a lot. So, closing thoughts. Um, before you leave, tell the people where they can find you at. Tell the people um more about your brand, whatever else you want to tell oh, them. Definitely. And definitely. where they can find it, and leave them with a closing thought. Definitely. So, my website is. Chiaka.com is ch number seven aka.com. You can see a couple of the artwork I've created, all the request form if you want to get something completed, stuff like that. That's there. Um, my Facebook, my name is Chiaka Naze. I just put all of my stuff on my personal Facebook and I just add like everybody to that big mound of you know, this life and then creation. And you can see all my work on my Facebook, Chiaka Naze. Um, definitely hit me up anytime, you know, I'll respond. 
Um, other than that, a closing thought is, you know, no matter what you're pursuing, um, it all feels worthless if you don't have the right people around you to give you that support. Sometimes when you may be weak, you may be losing hope. Those friends around you that are going to be there for you when it matters the most. Like what you said before, like staying true, building good bonds with people who are important to you and that's going to last. That's also very important. So, yeah. Sure. My closing thought for me is, you know, no matter what you're going through in life, man, don't give up on your goals. Stick, stick by them. When you achieve, when you achieve goals, create high, create, create goals. That's how to hire your pedestal, so you can keep being motivated and keep going. Because. It's better to do that than to achieve a goal than you just stop and be like, alright, I'm done. Mm. Well, my closing thought is, um, don't listen too much to what the naysayers are going to say because people are always going to project their insecurities upon you. Mm -hmm. I would say just focus more on the bigger picture. Like, if you're able to help others, do so. I mean, you see what we're doing, www the real word ministries inc dot org you know you could follow us everywhere just google the real word ministries inc dot org or the real word ministries inc just google us and you'll see the work that we've put in the things that we've done how consistent we've been in well you could google me you know and you see how consistent the work that I've put in um you just gotta be consistent I think humility and respect does go a long way I think that goes a long way especially when working with one another like one thing that I've read recently, and they were saying that you never want to cut everyone off because the more, it's like this table, right? You see how this table, it has one pole going straight down. Mm -hmm. If we was to cut it at the pole, it'll be done, right? Mm -hmm. But at the bottom of the table, it has multiple legs that that mm -hmm. stretching out, you know? And it's mm -hmm. the multiple legs that stretch out that helps you create the bigger picture. Like, there's a lot of people that's connected to different things, so I never, like, try to write people off. But, you know, I think respect and humility and patience and communication, all those are all important things when it comes to building something bigger than you. Mm. So that's something that I had to learn in business, not something I had to learn in life, mm. you know? And your character's going to talk even in your absence. Mm -hmm. Your character's going to talk even in your absence, meaning that if if everyone knows you to be consistent, if someone wants to come and lie or say whatever, they're like, nah, that's not him. Mm -hmm. He don't move like that. For a fact. That that happened to me before. Um, you know, people start hating. Mm -hmm. People, especially, people, they gravitate towards and they latch on to hate more than productive or supportive or good news. Yeah. A lot of the times. So... You know, I, I, I had so many clients, you know, I was doing my thing. Somebody was like, oh, don't do business with this guy because this, you know. But that didn't affect anything because everybody's like, I've already been around this dude. I've been doing this with him for so long. Like, I, just keep know, going. Yeah, just keep going. Don't worry about that. Don't give it the attention. Yeah, yeah, you didn't deserve bro. it. You, you, you know? stop this like they win. Exactly. You just got to keep going. I mean, at the end of the day, it's your brand and all that. Is your brand, so you always gonna have that. Mm -hmm. Facts. So shout out to all the brand creators, all the content creators, all the entrepreneurs, all the street, legal, nine to five, college, everybody that's out there doing yeah. something. You know, it's better to do something than doing nothing at all. You know. So we thank you. <laughs> so we thank you for joining us today again you can always donate dollar sign the real word inc that's the dollar sign the real word inc on the cash app um you can also donate to paypal giving fund you go www.therealwordministriesinc.org backslash donate so we thank you all for joining us today we thank you all for being here we thank you for being consistent with us i don't know if you pray do you pray yeah okay so you close out with a prayer nice Oh, it's me. Yeah. Oh, shoot. It's on me. Oh, me. Yeah, that's why I asked you. <laughs> you know, our Heavenly Father, however you may believe it to be, the Creator, I thank you for bringing me here and bringing me around people who are productive, 
and have dreams in life, goals, aspirations. Despite the hardships and the turmoils, we always push on and we find new ways to live and excel and just be success itself. That's one thing I do love and one thing I do appreciate. You know, name you. Shoot. I am praying, man. But hey. listen, man. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, man. So we thank you all for watching. We thank you all for supporting. We thank you all for coming on and spending time with us today. Thank you. God bless and good night. It's a real world. It's a real world.